Hey, Rose, do you ever call up Royally Obsessed on Alexa? It's one of the easiest ways to listen to the pod. You can hear our latest episode every week there, thanks to Amazon Music, which has a full catalog of podcasts, including Royally Obsessed. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play Royally Obsessed on Amazon Music. Oh, no, mine is listening to me say that right at this moment. <laughs> a royal reminder, new episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in on Amazon Music. Now on to the show. Hear ye, hear ye. Please rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by. Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen. Hi, it's Michelle from Boca Raton, Florida, and I am wishing the Queen the very best during her Platinum Jubilee. Long may she reign. Hey, Roro, it's Rachel here, not Bowie. I'm from New Zealand, and to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee, I'm hosting a high tea for 15 of my girlfriends. Can't wait. Hello, it's Lily from Melbourne, Australia or at Talking Royal on Instagram. To Her Majesty the Queen, happy Platinum Jubilee year. You're like a grandmother to us all. Hi, it's Jordan from Kentucky. At 21, the Queen promised to devote her life to service, and here we are celebrating 70 years. Amazing. Cheers. This is Maida from Los Angeles. Happy Jubilee to the OG Queen. Queen Elizabeth, we are so happy for you. Hi, my name is Molly Laird. And I live in Bolivar, Missouri in the United States, and I just wanted to wish Her Majesty a very happy Jubilee, and she is amazing. Congratulations, Your Majesty Queen Elizabeth, on your Platinum Jubilee. Thank you for your continued years of wonderful service. I mean, I have tears in my eyes. I do too. (laughs) That's the first time we've heard that, and it's so good. Welcome back to Royally Obsessed, your podcast for all things royal. I'm feeling emotional right now. Intro. Oh my gosh. It was so fun to hear from our listeners. Best wishes for the queen. I love that. Rachel, what's on tap for today's episode? There is so much. Mainly we're just Jubilee Central over here. The enthusiasm and pomp and all of that is for sure coming across the pond to the U.S. And we are thrilled to have um, sort of kick off to the weekend. It's, you know, when this episode hits, it'll be in in sync time-wise with, with Trooping the Color in the U.S. So very exciting. We have Emily Nash from Hello Magazine joining us to spill the tea about all the events. She chatted with us on Monday this week. We are also flashing back to Queen Elizabeth's first and second Trooping the Color. And we're also talking about Megan's visit to Uvalde and Eugenie and Jack's new address. They have some very cool new digs. That and so much more, Roberta. But first, we always leave time for our royal cocktail, and this one is really exciting. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Today's royal repression is provided by the Goring Hotel, where Kate Middleton got ready for her wedding to Prince William in 2011. So It's very fancy. It's so fancy. It's it's too fancy for me, but I feel but like... It's something when, to mix up this weekend, though, for our listeners. Yes. And when I sip it, I'm going to be thinking about being at the Goring and being in the midst of London, and the mood right there seems incredible just from the pictures that have been shared already. So the Goring's cocktail extraordinaire, Tiago Mira, crafted a champagne cocktail to toast to 70 years of Her Majesty the Queen, and it's called the Jubilee Fizz. So here's what's in it. Isabel Regina Brandy, which is infused with banana. And I think you 
could use any brandy for this if yeah. you want. You can mix and match. I'm giving that permission here. Yep. Burrell liqueur, peach liqueur, champagne, and gold leaf. So you add all the contents to a shaker with some gold leaf except for the champagne and shake. Pour it into our martini glass without straining, allowing the gold leaf to go into the glass. And then top up with champagne. They suggest Bollinger champagne and garnish with an orange zest. That sounds like the prettiest most picturesque drink. I can't wait to whip this up. Yeah, we reached out to them to ask for what they were, you know, about what they were serving and mixing up and they sent this to us. And this is the way that all of our listeners, if you are here, wherever you are watching the proceedings from, you can sit back and feel like you are right in the thick of it all. So, And if you're in London, you can go to the Goring and request this. Yes, if you can get a reservation. (laughs) Yep, it's called the Jubilee Fizz. And we are jealous if you are over yes, there right now. Send us your pictures. Tag us if you do go and do this. So anyways, Roberta, how Rachel, are you? I was just going to say, how was your Memorial Day weekend? It was I'm fantastic. still on vacation. I know Roberta's joining great. us from her vacation. I feel like during this Jubilee week, it's like hard to log off, right? But you know what's funny? Yeah, I mean, not it's, it's kind of nice, though. I have definitely logged off. But it's funny because we're playing the Today Show in the morning, like when we all get up. And all they're talking about is the Jubilee. And so it makes me so excited to still be watching that. How was your weekend? It was fantastic. I had the best time. And I think it just was such a reminder of the value of logging off because I really, I just turned off all notifications on my phone and really felt one with the beach. And that is my oasis. Um, but I am did having- Did you read or or watch anything good while you- I did not. I went to bed at 9 p.m. every single night and I Lovely. felt so rest. I feel so rested. Like, that's great. It's fantastic ahead of this week. Yeah. Going into the Jubilee weekend, that's what you need. I was going to share a bit of um, dress distress ahead of um, – because we have to mention that we are looking forward to our really fantastic event on Sunday with eight lucky listeners. And I have been trying to figure out exactly what I'm wearing to this, Roberta. And I ordered the – I did it. I ordered the dress from Self Portrait that Kate wore on the Caribbean tour that was the mint green. I love that dress. But I learned a very valuable royal lesson, Roberta, that – I need a royal tailor in my back pocket because I compared oh, my dress yeah. to what the finished product was on Kate. And it's just like all the buttons were different, which we kind of knew. But like even the length, like the fit, I was like, I got to return it. it. It just wasn't working for me. Is there a tailor me. in Brooklyn you could go to? There is, but it's I think the time turnaround notice, yeah. is too hard. And just the price tag already on the dress, I was like, I got to let this one go. Even though I was like, mint is actually a very flattering color. So I still don't know what I'm wearing on Sunday. But do you? Lesson learned. We all need a royal tailor. Um, I do not yet, but I did rent some things. And one of them looks exactly like – well, I, I'll just – I won't spoil it. I just Okay, want, don't spoil I'll, it. I'll wait. I want you to be surprised. Okay, it all right. Just like a Kate Middleton look. All right, Anyways, moving on. All right. We have just one listener email from Val. She wrote, I stumbled upon your podcast a few months ago, and I love it. I love the historical tidbits and overall fun nature of the podcast. I love that corgi design. She's talking about the tote bags. If you can put that on a tee or sweatshirt, that would be so cute. Is what Val wrote. Such a good idea. A good idea. I know that really is a bestseller. We are thinking of more cute designs for our merch, so please send us your thoughts. We love hearing your suggestions. Yeah, and I did want to just mention one additional shout out. Did you get tagged in this, Roberta, by Tiffany? Her sign. She's in London for Trooping. She'll be at the Trooping the Color Parade, and she put. She was trying to gather Roros to meet up. She is, uh, you know, her signage was just incredible. I was like royally obsessed. It's amazing. Wait, do you have it pulled up? I've I've been pretty logged off of my 
Instagram. So, oh, so cute. And it it. says royally obsessed. And then in the fine print that she hand wrote, it says podcast, which I felt (laughs) like, yes, represent. Awesome. I hope that she gathers some of our listeners and takes a picture of them in London. Absolutely. Email us and we can connect people. Yeah, we want to hear how it is over there. So please, please write us in info at gallerypodcasts.com. All right, royal history. And now, this week in royal history. We thought it felt appropriate to flash back to Queen Elizabeth's first Trooping the Color, which was on June 5th, 1952. Her dad, as a reminder, we all know, died in February. And so she did go through the motions of the first Trooping the Color, but it was much more scaled back. You can watch it on YouTube just as a um, a light recommendation to go check that out. But instead, I wanted to really spend some time on the first Trooping the Color that the Queen participated in post-coronation. This is the one with all the pomp. It was on June 11th, 1953. We're going to play a clip from the British Pathé Archive, which really sets the mood and scene. Her Majesty the Queen rides out from Buckingham Palace to attend the traditional ceremony of Trooping the Color. Poised and graceful, she wears the brilliant scarlet tunic of the Grenadier Guards and the blue ribbon of the Order of the Garter. Close behind the Queen rides the Duke of Edinburgh. But his mount, Yokefleet, becomes restive as the procession moves along the Mall, packed with thousands who fill the stands built for Coronation Day. So that detail at the end was what is most hilarious when you watch the video back from 1953 is that Philip's horse, Roberta, could not get his... Uh, couldn't get it together. Let's just say he was oh, no. the horse was really acting up and Philip was trying to keep it in line and he was, you know, slightly behind the queen. So it's a really funny sort of break in composure when you watch the video. Um, you also have the open carriage with the queen mother and baby Prince Charles. I mean, he was five and then um, Princess Anne or sorry, he was four. And, um, you know, Princess Margaret was there as well. I think overall, just watching these videos and thinking about the his, you know, the historic moment we're witnessing this weekend, just the youth of the queen. I mean, this was 70 years ago. It's just I know, it's absolutely I, I wild. Listening to one broadcast about the Jubilee and it said, you have to remember that Winston Churchill was prime minister when she became queen. Like it just is mind blowing. It's really, it's really incredible. It's we are witnessing history, I think. And it's it's fun to be um, kind of watching. I know. I think, and I, I feel like just the ceremony of it all, talk about getting emotional when you watch it. It's just, it's really amazing. We did see William rehearsing for this trooping this week. He's colonel of the regiment. So he was standing in for the queen and um, he looked very official, very grown up too. (laughs) Like he's so young too. I mean, he's 40 in a few weeks, which is wild. Um, And he'll be riding in the procession for trooping this year alongside Charles and Anne instead of the queen. This episode comes out Thursday and I think they said we'll see the queen maybe twice on the balcony that day. So that's exciting. But that the Cambridges will be in Wales on Saturday. So not at what is supposed to be is shaping up to be Lilibet's first meeting with the queen and also her first birthday party. Yeah, perfect so, segue because that's yeah. the honorable mention for history is that she is turning one this year, which is really exciting. The timing of it all, right? I mean, it's just so incredible. And to sit to 
know that she'll be meeting her great grandmother for the first time too is just exciting. But that I, you know, some of the family won't be there, so it's interesting. I want it's it'll be curious. I'm curious to see how this will all play out. Do you think we'll see uh, Lily at? The service of Thanksgiving, Roberta, or no? You think that I don't know. There's talk that the Cambridge kids are going going to be there, right? So yeah. I think that maybe the Sussexes children will be there too, but that's so much for a one year old. I don't know. That I think yeah. that they'll probably try to keep them in private as much as possible and not take them to very many public engagements, but we'll have to see. I hope that they I yeah. hope that there's this big Sunday balcony picture that they're kind of not talking about as much and I, I know. Get to see I have everyone. to set up my what is it a VPN? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I have to set that up today because I'm up at 5 a.m. tomorrow, R- Roberta, to report on this stuff for oh Pure Wow. So gosh. I'm excited though. I have a lot of adrenaline around it. <laughs> I'll be drinking extra cups of coffee. In your yes, honor. thank you, thank you. <laughs> All right, this week we are joined by Emily Nash. She's the royal correspondent for Hello Magazine, and she has all the scoop on the Platinum Jubilee, the mood in London right now, the events that are coming up. So here is that conversation. Roros, we're joined by Emily Nash. She's the royal editor of Hello Magazine and a must follow on Twitter and Instagram for all the up to the minute royal scoop. You can find her at, at Emmy Nash on Twitter and at Emily Nash Hello on Instagram. She also happens to be on the ground in London this week with the busiest royal schedule imaginable. So we are honored to have a slice of her time. Emily, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for letting me join you. Um, It's a very, very exciting week. Are you hydrating? Are you finding Zen somehow? (laughs) I mean, thanks for reminding me because I should be. (laughs) I think uh, it could be on an IV drip by the end of this week. It's uh, going to be fairly intense, but lots of fun along the way, I hope. We want to hear about the mood in London right now. What is it like over there? Well, I think it's fair to say it's a bit of a slow start today because the rain has come. But, you know, that's very typical for Britain in the middle of summer. It's approaching June. We're used to the rain, but it's not dampening spirits in any way, shape or form. People are very excited about this. Houses are being decorated. The streets are all decked out in flags. Central London is full of memorabilia all over the place. Every shop window has something Jubilee related and people are really getting in the mood for this. With the memorabilia, have you seen anything particularly unique? Oh my goodness. Oh, look, I've had so many funny emails from PRs (laughs) who are all trying to seize this moment. Um, One I literally just saw in my inbox before I came on was for a Union Jack uh, refrigerator. (laughs) You know, because why not? You know, why not? (laughs) That's amazing. I'm interested to know who's going to buy that. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of fun stuff out there. A lot of um, cookies, cakes, flags, tea towels, all of this kind of thing. Um, And, you know, people do tend to pick up on these things because they're quite fun to keep hold of and pass down. Um, Yeah, there's definitely been some quite creative takes on it, though. That's amazing. Yeah, we've been reading just how hard it is to get any reservations, everything like that. It's just full blown. Everyone's descending upon London right now. So what are the behind the scenes details that everyone is that you the royal reporters among you are are buzzing about? Well, look, we are still waiting to have confirmation of some of the key moments of this week. And we know that the Queen's had to uh, confirm her things close to the time, but we think we we're going to see her for sure at Trooping the Colour, although in a different way than we normally do. We will see her, but just on the balcony. And she's going to be taking the salute from the balcony rather than joining the family for the procession down to the parade. But I think that in itself could be a very interesting moment. 
We're thinking Harry and Meghan might be taking part. And of course, the Cambridge children might also be making their debut in the parade. So that could be a really special moment. And even if the Queen's not participating in the way that she always has done, she's very much going to be there still. So I think there are a lot of elements that won't be confirmed up until right before they happen. But there's plenty for royal watchers to keep their eye on over the next few days. Yeah, so you're just waiting for those alerts in real time. Your schedule must pivot quite frequently. Well, I think we we all know we're covering the key events. So we have between now and uh, the end of Friday, we have four major events. We have Trooping the Colour. We have the beacon lighting ceremonies in the evening. We have uh, the service of Thanksgiving on Friday morning. And then there's a lunch at the Guildhall, which members of the family will probably attend. So there are lots of things happening and uh, it's just a lot of bits that could change around within those sort of set piece moments and because it's the jubilee it's not going to be like the usual trooping we're going to have this extra long fly past when the family come onto the balcony Um, there are going to be some special elements that we haven't seen before Emily what goes into covering events like that do you and your hello reporters do you trade off for certain events to get a front row pass like how does that work what goes into covering those oh that's a really good question I'm uh, well I'm kind of on my uh, own to an extent writing for the magazine but we have our digital team who are going to be doing uh, a lot of work behind the scenes Um, but in terms of actually going along to the events obviously not everyone can attend Mm -hmm. Um, so there are limitations in place and some Um, positions are covered by a rotor system which you probably heard about it's where we take it in turns and we share material between us as do the broadcasters Um, but I think really to get a sense of the atmosphere it's really special to be there and to watch this happening and take it all on board and I don't know like I'll be packing my bag I will have waterproof clothing 100% an umbrella (laughs) lots of snacks uh, water a lot of battery packs things like that but there is going to be a media center in position I think they're going to look after us okay so hopefully it won't be too exhausting wow that's amazing Now, with the Platinum Party at the Palace, are you, I know you mentioned there were four key events and that wasn't one of them. Do you have a front row seat? Oh, what so you- sorry. So that, that was just going up, looking up until Friday. And then we oh, until the, Friday. The whole weekend. So uh, again, I was thinking in terms of our deadlines because we stop on Friday and then we go again. Um, yeah. No, so it's for the, for the full day, four days. I'm I'm anticipating being at the venues and covering everything as it happens, I guess. So we have the Platinum Party at the Palace on the Saturday night. We're going to have loads of big names there. It's going to be a really special occasion. And I've seen some images of the staging and we're starting to see images of it coming in now because it's all being set up and it's going to be very special indeed. Again, then on the Sunday, you've got the pageant, which is something like three hours long, if you can imagine a parade going through the streets of London. Really colourful, loads of music. Um, And of course, there's lunch going on beforehand, the big Jubilee lunch. You're going to have people, I know certainly in my street, my kids are going to get to go to a lovely street party that I can't go to, sadly. (laughs) I'll be hoping to see lots of pictures of that. But I think what is making this particularly appealing to a lot of people is we've had two years of pandemic. People have not being able to spend time together to celebrate out together in public and I'm sure it's the same for you guys it's just the perfect 
opportunity to get people out there and celebrating it does feel like that and we wish we were there so bad we have so many listeners going over right now and we just are so envious of them and getting into soak in that jubilee mood that's happening right now what are you most excited for we want to know like what are you itching to cover what will you are you excited to see the royals close up I mean I'm sure that happens all the time but (laughs) yeah I think it's going to be very interesting to see everyone together in in the same place after a very long time apart particularly the Thanksgiving service I think you know if we see the Duke and Duchess of Sussex there with the rest of the family that's going to be quite a moment for everyone Mm -hmm. and I think it's lovely for the Queen that they're going to be there and lovely that everyone is coming together Obviously, there's a danger that that will spin off into a whole pattern of other commentary that, you know, we all know <laughs> how, how it could go. But I think hopefully yes. the focus is just going to be on the Queen and then being there for her and supporting her. We'd love to see Archie and Lilibet somewhere in the mix um, and also the Cambridge children. I think for me, though, it always has to be the Queen because this is such a historic weekend. You know, it's the first time it's ever happened in British history. It's just incredible at the age of 96, she's still going to be out there and playing a part in it. So I think to catch sight of her over this weekend will be a highlight. It's interesting because I know you're covering it, but it is also there's an emotional element to seeing to witnessing this too, I'm sure. This is a real moment in history and people, whatever they think, the monarchy is an institution or the royal family, people on the whole have huge respect for the Queen. And I think I can't explain to you, but she gives us a sense of stability and continuity in this country. Most people have only ever known her as monarch and she's just kind of a reassuring presence. So people are keen to celebrate that, whether or not they fully engage with, you know, what's going on in central London or the street parties. I think most people have huge respect for her. Totally. What's the um, what's Absolutely. the chatter about the Sussexes like? Is there like some details, more details that you know of about where they'll be, or have you heard anything more about their appearances? I know you mentioned Archie and Lily, which Rachel and I hope, hope, hope we can see them as on the on the screen. We'll be watching from from over here. But what what have you heard so far? What's the well, latest? Well, you know their their travel plans are being kept uh, very closely guarded secret, which is exactly as you'd expect given they're you know no longer working members of the family I think you know our understanding is that they will certainly be at the service of Thanksgiving possibly also at Jubilee the Colour but both of those events I would say that the children are unlikely to attend given their young ages I think it's much more likely that we may um, perhaps later on come to know of their meeting with the Queen and spending Mm -hmm. time with her I think we'd all love to see an image of the Queen with the with them both and especially Lilibet who she's never met before so I think that would be a really special moment. Emily do you feel like when you're at these events you've been doing it for so long do you, is there recognition by the members of the royal family <laughs> are they like hey Emily <laughs> seeing you out there I mean I feel like you just have been doing oh, this well, for so they, many they years. They are aware of us for sure but actually when they're in these moments they're so focused on what they're doing you know, they're super professional. Um, they will always have their eye on whoever they're speaking to, whoever they're engaging with. And no, look, you know, there's going to be a sea of us there on the day. They're <laughs> certainly not going to have time to pick any of us out. You do occasionally, you know, get a nod and a smile and a hello from people. You know, perhaps if you're on a smaller engagement or on a tour or something like that. But, um, you know, it's it's definitely very focused from their point of view, but from, from ours too, because, you know, we're usually like in the laptop, looking up, phone up, take a video, send it. And 
everything wow. happens very fast. Wow. So you're filing those like on oh the ground. Gosh. You're not rushing back to the office to quickly file the story. You're just doing it right there. No, I'll just do it right there. Wow. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the office the pressure. is actually closed <laughs> for bank holiday weekend. Oh, so right, so right. a crew of us who will be working, but oh not, not from there. So oh, I'll be gosh. I'll be based right next to the palace. Wow. Wow. Well, we saw you just posted the the new cover. We're very excited. And we will obviously be following along. Our listeners will be following along on Twitter and Instagram. We ask all of our guests on the podcast just uh, before we close, if they could identify with any royal dead or alive, who would it be and why? Hardest question of the day. (laughs) Wow. Oh, this could take some thinking about. If I could identify with any. I mean, no is the short answer. I just think it's such an extraordinary role. And um, I just could never be discreet enough to be a royal, quite frankly. That's perfect. That's honestly a great answer. I'm absolutely talking about them to be one. It's a lot of pressure. We feel that too. Uh, Yeah, well, so we wanted to also shout out the um, Hello Magazine's Daily Lowdown podcast. And there's a new royal podcast coming from you guys as well. Can you tell us a little more about that? It is in the works. Yeah, we don't have a title confirmed at the moment, but um, it will be coming in the next couple of months. So I'm sure we'll speak to you guys about that again nearer the time. And are you hosting it? I am contributing. Yes, okay. I, I'm kind of spread quite thinly over a lot of, <laughs> a lot of things. So our brilliant digital team contributing be, um, sounds like a great role. We can't wait uh, to hear exactly. you on it. They'll be heading that up, and um, and I will be making some appearances. I think that's the plan for now. We can't wait to follow along with all your Jubilee coverage this week and weekend. And we are so grateful for you coming on the podcast, Emily. Again, you can follow her on at Emily Nash Hello on Instagram and at Emmy Nash on Twitter. We will be watching those tweets come in. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. Pleasure. Have a great week. I love hearing from her. I feel like we this it's long overdue to have her on the podcast. That was fantastic. And I'm sure so many of the details are changing rapidly for even her. So we got to follow her on in social media. And I can feel just the excitement. In, Me and too. Just, it feels like, you know, if we can't be there, then this is a good substitute. All right, before we adjourn the royal pod, here are highs and lows. It's time for the royal highs and lows. My low is just, I'm still not over the backlash to Megan visiting the memorial in Uvalde. I think, you know, it's heartbreaking to think that people would assume it's for her own exposure or I don't even know it's like so twisted I don't even know why people would give her and I think it's just you know the British press anything to kind of use against her they will the headline in the Daily Mail was no white roses for your dad Meghan Markle is slammed for making a surprise appearance at the site of Texas school massacre while refusing to visit estranged dad Thomas after he was hospitalized with a stroke anything they can get to twist it Yeah, I felt really disturbed by that, too. I mean, it was going to be my low as well, Roberta. I I just, I feel like she did exactly what we all wanted to do is get there and hold those families. And she did it super under the radar. And I felt incredibly disturbed to see the commentary. And it's not surprising because that's what happens with everything she does. But I I just was really bothered by it. So, yeah, they didn't even know who she was. And it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of sickening to twist something like that into a... A theory that, 
feeds this conspiracy or whatever it is. All right, Absolutely. your low, Rachel. Milo is this botched Justice Welby interview. Roberta, did you see this? That the Archbishop of Canterbury. What is this even? What What is he saying? It's like <laughs> so, someone's feeding him lines. It's or really weird. So he spoke to ITV this week about Prince Andrew, and he was speaking kind of generally. Said there's a difference between consequences and forgiveness, and we aren't a very forgiving society. But then he did mention Andrew by name and said that Andrew's trying to make amends, and that's a very good thing. And he later denied that the comments had anything to do with Andrew. But I was like, you said his name, and mm. what is going on? And it just made me feel like, is he testing the waters for like an Andrew comeback tour? Like the the response is a hell no. But I just <laughs> was, no. And, and it also is kind of just like, again, like you don't want Andrew in the headlines at all this week. Like get him out of there is my just yeah, feeling, everyone's es- feeling. And especially the way in which this was said, it's like, okay, forgiveness. Yes. Like forgiveness is a, you know, a, a great concept, but not in this instance, you know? And I don't know. It's it's all very like question mark. What? What? Yeah, I think that's the big thing. Is huh? Like everyone was kind of taken aback. Like why? Why this interview? Why that commentary? It's weird. All right, my high is this random news that Eugenie and Jack have moved to Portugal. Or I support this. They're splitting their time. They're splitting their time between Lisbon and London. It's actually an hour outside Lisbon on the Portugal Portuguese coast. For Jack's new job, which sounds fancy, it's all this property, real estate development. George Clooney involved. George Clooney, yeah, Casamigos. Like, it just sounds like they're now dream job, kind of, right? On a vacation for six months of the year or something. So they, but it's interesting to me the timing of this because the Sussexes are obviously staying at Frogmore, and I think Eugenie and Jack kind of had to get out for to make room for yeah. them. I don't know. They have stayed there together before, but that's probably tight quarters for that many people so i could i could live outside of lisbon i'm just saying <laughs> totally i wouldn't mind moving splitting my time there it's beautiful i know a uh, cool six hour flight from new york um even closer from where they are but that's a great high roberta i think my high in general is just the energy of this week like i felt like i was coming back from vacation and i felt like i almost had like Another Not my wedding, but I felt really excited. <laughs> I felt like I had like a really fun, I have a really fun weekend planned. I get to see you. I get to record with you. I'm just buzzing a little bit. Is that silly? No, it's, I mean, I am the same way and I feel like it's something to look forward to after vacation's over, which yeah. is always the best thing. And I can't wait to see our listeners posting about being over there. I can't wait to see Megan and Harry. I can't wait to see the Cambridges. I can't wait to see the kids. The kids are going to be in a lot of these kind of processions, parades, everything. So it's just a lot to look forward to. The fashion. Like, I want to do some shopping after this weekend. I feel like that's so silly to say, but not the self-portrait dress. I'm going to keep tabs (laughs) on self-portrait going forward because I do really like it. I just need to get that tailor in my back pocket. Is Is this the Royal Watchers Super Bowl? Yes or no? Ooh, absolutely. I mean, this is right? it's celebratory. It's, it's bigger really... than the Super Bowl because it's once every 10 years. Yeah, and I, I think see it... people just getting over there, like booking last minute flights. Like people just want to be in the action. It's really exciting. I think it's bigger even than just every 10 years because we've never, no British monarch has reached their platinum jubilee. Yeah. It's just, it's mind blowing to me. We have to close this so that we can all just. <laughs> Get ready Absorb for the it. excitement. I know. All right. Just a reminder before we close, leave us a royal rating. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Pretty please. 
Reminder to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. You can shop the merch that was mentioned, shop.royallyobsessed.com. Tag us in all your Jubilee adventures, please. I I hope everyone's wearing their sweatshirts in honor. Yes, send us your reactions, everything. We just want to know. That's the perfect Platinum Jubilee watch outfit right there. Yes. You can also email us info at gallerypodcast.com. Until next week... God save the pod! Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.